So often we're disappointed with how our homes feel and we're unaware of how our reactions and how we are engaging or how engaged we are is affecting the people around us. Or we become aware occasionally that um, the way we act or react is not good, but we don't feel in control. Well, today we're going to see that we are in control of the man that we're making and that we need to get in control of the man that we're making so that we can create a better feeling culture for us, our partner, and our kids. Welcome to the Culture Maker Podcast, the podcast that's all about helping dads lead well at home. I'm your host, Mike Edwards, and today is the third episode that I've done that's all about helping us see the things in our home that need to change or that we can change so that we can create the homes that we all want to come home to. So let's get into it. Now, it's quite likely that my brain developed really late um, because I know that I was um, still in my 30s when I was still trying to come to terms with what I was feeling and how I was reacting to the world. I know um, the part of a man's brain that controls his emotions and allows him to process emotions develops later than that for women. And I think that that um, part of the brain for, for men doesn't really start to mature until your 20s sometime. And so if you're a young dad, and I know a lot of the dads that I know are young dads in their 20s, they're processing all the stress of being a young dad and this stress can be impacting your um, you in ways that you, you don't really understand at all. And um, I know young fathers in their 20s that are getting angry and responding to their partners in all sorts of ugly ways and don't really feel in control of it. And that's the challenge because when we're young, we're just responding to things and we don't really understand how we're feeling or why we are reacting. And it's easy to to act like the victim, to blame everyone else. But in reality, we are in control of the man that we're making. I was in my uh, 30s when I first saw the brain science on this, and it rocked me. It rocked me when I realized that I could actually change the way I was acting and reacting to the world. It seemed simple, but no, for me, I just didn't realize it to that point, that what the brain science shows us Uh, is that in a way we can almost step outside of our brains and look at ourselves and and kind of go, you know what, I I don't want to react like that anymore. And in my mind, I've sort of got this mental picture of being able to sort of step outside of our head to look back at ourselves and to look at our brains and go, that that thing, that's actually actually not in control of me. I'm actually in control of my brain. I'm actually in control of my mind. It's not in control of me, and it's a crazy realization. But um, for me, that was a massive insight because I realized all of a sudden that whilst the things I was doing, there were habits and there were things that I kept doing and kept repeating and felt completely out of control of, but actually we are in control. We can take control of those things and change the way we think. It's called a brain elasticity. You can Google it and check it out, but it's completely legit. And um, over the last, whatever, 20 years probably, it's kind of revolutionized um, the way we look at the brain. 
in my 30s, I was fostering kids, and we ended up fostering 37 kids. And it was about this time that I came across this, this brain science. And um, in addition to 37 kids, we, we um, had six kids of our own. And so it's fair to say that um, <laughs> that that kind of life places a massive amounts of stress on a man. And, you know, I'm not just a guy that found that easy. I'm actually not a guy that likes to be around a lot of people. I'd have quite happily live on an island somewhere and, and not interact with anybody. Of all the people that I know, uh, I'm the guy who is most uncomfortable around people, even the people that I know. Um, but if you maybe feel the same as me, then you can imagine that 37 foster kids coming through your home could be quite stressful. And for me, whilst it never looked like anger, it did look like some unhealthy stuff. And see, when you have foster kids coming through your home, you want to create an environment that is extremely happy and healthy and healing. You know, but you also want to create a place where there's some certainty and some standards and some control and providing all this to people in need under your roof is a massive call to action. It's a big wake-up call and it says you need to lead. And fatherhood is like that. Even though for me it was a real big call, I think fatherhood is a call to lead. And it's often those moments when we are um, placed into leadership that all the stuff starts to bubble to the surface that we didn't realize we had to deal with. This stress causes us to have to deal with stuff that we've never had to deal with. And um, you know, welcome to fatherhood, right? Welcome to leadership, because leadership is a call to action. And it's at that point that we realize, Frick, I've actually got to start to deal with these things. Um, this has to be resolved if I want to create a happier, healthier environment for me and for those around me. It was actually for us, it was those foster care years that were the inspiration for the work that we do um, with Hapai Fano, which is the charitable trust that, um, that actually also um, has Culture Maker under it. And um, because what we did during that time created a health full of happy kids and we learned that, we realised that this, these principles could be applied whether you're married or separated or divorced or unmarried. Um, and, and this is none of this is to promote culture maker, but just to say that this call to leadership is common and it's, it, it's this realisation that stuff can't go on and that that a lot of what we realize has to change is the culture that we're creating for those around us. And when I talk about change, when I mention change, I know that for many of you, you can think of stuff that, that the, the ways that you are like at home, and you can think of stuff that comes to mind that you know you need to work on. You know there's some things that trigger you, um, and you, but you might not know necessarily what triggers you yet, but you know that you get triggered and that you react and that those triggers send you off into a spiral. And it might be a spiral of anger. You know, it might be a, sp a spiral of addiction to drugs or alcohol. For some of you, it's porn. And there's things that we do that we hate because it's a reaction to the world and we know that it's wrong because we're called to lead. We felt that as a young dad, we felt that call to leadership. We want to lead. We want to lead where it matters. And we know that nothing matters more than leading well at home. The way that you lead is by creating, so the way that you lead well is by creating healthy cultures around your kids. That's how we lead as a dad. 
Peter Drucker, who was a, he's long gone, I think, a famous business coach, he actually famously said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And when it comes to parenting, it means with all your culture eats all those parenting strategies for breakfast. Culture is the thing. Seth Godin says culture doesn't beat strategy. Culture is strategy. And the thing is, culture is a parent's main strategy. We just don't realize it most of the time. Culture making as a dad is all about leading well and leading in a way that creates places, a place, a home where people want to be. Which means making us people where people want to be. So it's a culture is, is what surrounds us. It's what it's like to be around us. And so how we turn up matters. How, how it feels to be around us matters. How we react and interact matters. All of this is our culture. All of this defines what it is to be inside our family. And, and as a young dad, we need to get control of that stuff. We can't act like the victim anymore. We have to start trying to master ourselves. And unless we start to manage our reactions to the world, unless we change our habits and our addictions, unless we soothe the shame in our own lives, we're not going to create healthy culture for the lives of those in our homes. Fathers, um, just to demonstrate this, if you were to invite me into your home, right, if I was to be able to walk into your home for a few minutes and observe it. I would be able to tell how well you've mastered yourself by how well your homes feel. I'll say that again. I'll be able to tell how well you've mastered yourself by how you, well your homes feel. And some of you will say, hang on, that's too much to lay on me. It's too much to lay on the father. What about my partner? You know, she massively affects the culture, and that is actually a really fair question. And m many mums have their own significant issues to deal with. And I, I do want to encourage you, dads, to collaborate with your partners in a way that helps them to improve. But I'm not talking to mums today. I'm talking to fathers. I'm talking to you. And the reality is all the research shows just how much of a biased impact the father has on the home in terms of how it feels. Um, there's a real biased impact to our harshness. There is a real biased impact to our peacemaking. And when we create conflict, it actually um, hurts more. That's what the research shows. When we create conflict, it hurts more. And, and when we um, create peace, it makes more peace. And for this reason, when you, as a dad, actively engage in positive and supportive ways for your partner, it can make a massive difference. And if you're the dad who steps up and cast, starts casting a bright vision and starts saying, let's make this better, your partner will very likely step up too. Uh, but, you know, hey, some of you dads are going to have a partner who is struggling with a depression or addiction or, or the bottle. Um, and I'm not talking about a baby bottle, you know, an addiction to the baby bottle would be interesting, but um, I'm talking about addiction to, you know, the drinking bottle. And I know a lot of our partners, not our partners, can have issues, you know, and they, they, these things can be, have a massive um can have a massive effect, but ultimately here, dads, I'm not addressing mums. 
I'm, I'm addressing you and I'm asking you not to blame other people, but to look to yourself and how you can control the man that you're making. Because I know that when men start to control the, the man that they're making, that it has a massive effect on the feel of the home. That when we start believing, it brings belief. That when we start casting vision, when we start having a positive view of the world and turning up in a ways that are positive and meaningful and, and happy, it just it changes the environment. And all of this applies to your divorced and separated dads as well because your kids need you. Your kids need their relationship with their dad. When you're divorced, even even more before, and, and divorce isn't, I say this in a lot of my stuff, divorce isn't the end of being a good dad. For some of you, it's just the beginning. And when you're divorced, creating healthy culture is pretty much all you've got. All those other parenting strategies actually fall up, fall away. They fall apart, and and all you really have is this um, opportunity to create a healthy culture around your kids. And when you do that, and it's a challenge, and that's what this podcast is about. And I hope you keep coming back and and, and picking up here and there some tidbits for how you can do that. Um, because your challenge as a divorced dad is, and a separated dad is to create a positive and happy and security and confidence building environment around your children. And all of that is quite doable. It just takes a little more effort. And so take divorce and separation, not as a call to victimhood, but as a call to lead, as a call to lead yourself and a call to be the type of man that your kids need. So married, unmarried, separated or divorced dads, we're all control of the man that we're making so what are we going to do next what do we need to do next well here's tip number one first off imagine i was to ask you to ask your family your partner your kids uh, to create a list um let's call it a virtual list because um i'm not going to actually ask you to 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 create a list but imagine just imagine this virtual scenario where i I walk into the, your family, or you, or you, you do it. You give your your partner and your kids a bit of paper. Uh, imagine a really small bit of paper because you don't want them to write too big a list, but get them to describe what it is to be around you. Because when they describe what it is to be around you, that describes your family culture. It doesn't just describe you as an individual. It describes what it feels like to be around you, and therefore what it's like to be in your family. That imaginary list would describe your family culture. What would be on it? What would be some of the words that they would use to describe you? And as you're thinking about that now, you know some of the things are coming to mind. And stop and, th- stop and think about some of those things and write them down. That list um, that's a really important list to have in mind because this say it describes not just you, it describes what it feels like for your kids. And many of you would have, would have written things like fun and silly or likes to play games. And if that's you, that stuff will pervade. If, if that's what you do all the time, then that stuff will pervade your family culture. If it's just a one-off thing, well, that's different. But if if that's how they feel that you are, then that will, that will pervade your family culture. It will be describing what it's like at your place. But what else have they written there? Have they written stressed? You know, he's always stressed. He's always on his computer. He's always working. Or drinking. He's always drinking. Or he's, has, have they written angry? Controlling? Gosh, they might be afraid to write that one. 
what would they write about you and how would they be describing your place? Because if they're writing stress, if you're stressed, then you're creating a stressful culture. If you're writing, if they're writing control, then you, you've created a controlling family culture. Angry, they'll be afraid of your anger and how that affects the feel of the home. Are you happy with the culture you're making? When you think of that list, are you happy with the man that you're making? So I want you to take that list. I want you to, to think about how you can, I want you to sit with that list a little bit and sort of think about how you can actually um, start to change that. For some of you, you're going to need to talk to some people. Um, if there's some really hard stuff on that list, um, if there's some really hard stuff on that list, you, you probably need to get some help. You know, I'm generally saying talk to a psychologist, get some counselling. Um, that's a really healthy thing for a dad to do. Maybe you've got a good mate that you can talk to about that stuff. Um, there's, a lot of this stuff isn't fixed in isolation. We actually do need to talk about um talk about that stuff, which means we need people that are a bit of ahead of us in the game that can help us come to terms with the man that we're trying to make. Um, the other thing I can do, I guess, is to to help encourage you and, and coach you. And um, I'd actually encourage you to sign up to the Shame and Our Leadership Coaching Series. It's something I've put together on my website. Uh, if you go to culturalmaker.org forward slash shame, um, and uh, or you can just go to culturemaker.org and you'll find shame in the menu. And um, shame is a thing we don't really understand or talk about a lot, um, but it affects our home and it actually, um, there's, there's things in our leadership that limit our leadership that affect the feel of the home and, and a lot of the times we're oblivious to them. And so this is it's quite a healthy thing to do. Most of us guys don't want to do this stuff. Uh, we just kind of want to, you know, hide it all and shove it all down and, and pretend it's not happening. But if you're at a point where you're listening to this and going, yeah, there's some stuff, I don't really fully understand it. I do, I do want to change things. I do want it to feel better. Then just take a moment, go to my website and, and subscribe to this shame in our leadership um, email series. And what you'll get is like seven emails at a space of three days apart. So it happens all over like, I don't know how many days it is. Less than a month anyway. And um, it will help you see some stuff potentially in your leadership that you need to change. And um, it's done in a way that's not going to be like, hey, come on. It's it's helpful. It's it's enlightening. And um, I really do hope that that would be a, a, a benefit to you guys. Um, so, I mean, I just want to finish by saying despite what our – homes feel like. We are in control of the man that we're making and we need to get in control of the man that we're making so that we can make better feeling cultures for us and our partner and our kids. A lot of this is actually for us because when we react different, when we respond different, we actually change the whole environment for our whole family. So if you want to do that, um, remember that list, the virtual list. Just think about that wherever you are, however you're listening to this, where you're walking or running or, um, I don't know, where else you might be. Driving. Could be in the bath, having a bath. It's a bit weird. Listen, podcasting to bath. Don't drop your earpods if that's you. Uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast, um, yeah, just have a think about that virtual list. And... 
have a think about the things that you need to change. And uh, if you do nothing else, if uh, you're just a typical dad and you're just like, I don't want to do anything, then gosh, at the very least head to culturemaker.org, shame, um, subscribe to the email, and uh, keep listening to this podcast and let's all start making a healthier culture for us, our partner, and our kids. I hope that's been helpful. Um, feel free to reach out at any point. That's it from a from me today and uh, I'll see you next time.